0: Was so it was funny.
1: so ridiculous.
0: Oh. I mean, that's that's unfortunate, but that's
2: funny. I'm so surprised they got a point from that.
1: I don't know. They looked way better in the second half.
0: I didn't watch it. I don't half. think West Bromley are bad. as bad as I thought they were going to be.
2: I think they're pretty shit going forward. They're
1: pretty shit, yeah. I mean, they have a couple of really good players. Like, Dian Gana, I think, is like exceptional. Okay. Pereira's pretty good. Podcast. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> At
2: this point, we always just start the podcast whenever we start, like, actually. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, are y'all ready? Yes. Alright. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Slapcast. This is episode six of our coverage of the 2020-21 season. I'm Gage, your host, as usual, and I'm very pleased to be back with you all on this Thursday night, a slightly belated podcast. Actually not really. Most of our pods have been coming on Wednesdays and Thursdays, usually now. Um but I am joined by the full contingent once again. And uh Reese is here. Hello, Reese. Hello. Ethan is here as well. Hello, Ethan.
2: Howdy, partner.
1: And Josh is back among us. Josh, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. No no specialized intro for you today, sorry. I didn't uh I didn't write one a long one out for you. <laughs> the last two times it was I, mean, I was just shocked that you turned up, but now you're building some consistently consistency finally. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um But yeah, not not too much has happened really since the last the last time we were here. Just a, a match week in the Premier League, which I think was overdue for some boring games really. After yeah. the crazy start to the league that we've had, we had some some not so not so entertaining games over the course of this week, but uh, still plenty to talk about. In fact, no game, only one game had a team that scored three goals, which is really interesting c- compared to what we've seen thus far in the Premier League. So statistically, I think it's going to start evening out once again, and we will return to some degree of normalcy. I realized, or well, I heard someone say in commentary actually that teams have had varying levels of preseason involvement. Like some teams have only played five games some have only played six. Some were involved in Europe very early, like Spurs. Some were not involved in Europe at all, but were last season like wolves. Um, and some are just not involved in anything. Um, so, you know, we've got varying levels of readiness for the season, I feel like. And so now it's going to return a bit to normalcy. Um, how are you guys feeling away. tonight? Yeah.
2: Oh, no. Um, do y'all still think it's way too early to actually take a look at the table? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think until about match week 12, the table is a lie.
2: I think, yeah, especially with, like, the way that this year has gone, with, like, Man City dropping lots and Liverpool both dropping lots of points in the first few match weeks. I think, like, normally at this point, you can, like, I would take a look at it and be like... This kind of makes sense. You kind of more see where teams are going to be, or like fizzle out of, and get like a nice range. Like Liverpool or like Man City are in like 14th right now, and mm-hmm. like it wouldn't surprise me if in like a month they're second.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, also, also wouldn't be surprised players players if it was. Though. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a little bit different from the normal status quo this season, though. I mean, I think we've seen enough to suggest that it definitely yeah. won't be. Anything think, like last season?
2: I think last season's top four race kind of was a hint to that just because it was... Or, like, even the European race last year, I think, was kind of a hint to that because it was such, like, a deep race for such a small amount of spots. I think this year, I think it's going to be that, not necessarily from... I think, you know, maybe from first through fifth and sixth there's going to be, like, a highly contingent like, spot for once instead of, like, first and second and then everybody else.
1: Yeah, I don't know how good anyone is. That's the thing. Like, I I really don't have a barometer on how good anyone is right now. Yeah. Like, like, so. They
3: they talk about Villa and, like, how, like, they've been unbeaten for a little bit, even though they've already lost a game. But, you know, for so long they talked about them being one of the only teams that haven't lost. And I'm like, it might not be like that towards the end of the season, so it's kind of hard to say (laughs) right now. Yeah, I mean, and
2: even with help. Oh, sorry, even I
3: was just gonna Ever-
2: say. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> even with Everton, they, um, even Everton had a shock this weekend against Southampton, which is a team that you looked at it from last match week and like, "There's no way that they're gonna lose to Southampton." Southampton are not horrible, but they've been struggling comparatively to what we thought they were gonna do this year, and they go out and get a decent result against a pretty good Everton team this year at least from the first few games
1: yeah no I mean it's a great result for Southampton I
0: think but um, I think also Everton have been you know obviously they have like star players now but I still think they've obviously been overperforming a little bit to what they should be so I think some kind of loss was due for them at some point
1: yeah I mean they are they are a little bit on cloud nine I think Villa are probably there too Actually, definitely. Villa more so than Everton, I would say. Um, But I think there's a couple of teams in and around things. Like, I think Leeds could, well, you know, make a decent impact this season. I've been really impressed with with their commitment to the Bielsa style so far.
2: I think they're going to be very similar to Sheffield last season. I think they're going to do great up until a certain point when everybody kind of figures it out. Yeah, I don't think it's going to have as drastic an effect... That it did on Sheffield because Sheffield fell off the boat a lot, like a significant amount. Just like the way they played and the score lines, what they showed. I don't think Leeds are going to fall off that bad, just because I think that the Bielsa is a much better manager than.
0: I also think, just in general, you know, Leeds have more talent in their squad on yeah. paper. You know, I, I would say, you know, their team. I think those are for the most part, you know, Premier League players, you know, Sheffield's team, I wouldn't say that for a lot of their players still, you know, I would say that they're, you know, high level championship players that are performing very well right now. I
1: mean, at least six of them that regularly start were there in league one, like two or three seasons ago. So.
2: I think that just goes to show that like you can be a good championship player and come in to a system and play a very specific role and perform very well. I think that goes to show just like, I think that's gonna change the way teams treat get coming up and trying to stay in. Not necessarily like, oh, we have to finish like 17, 16 to 15, but being like, okay, we're gonna push, we're gonna play a very specific style that has worked for us in the past and not just park the bus, which we've seen so many um, promoted teams do and fail over the years.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about last week too, about how, uh, or maybe two weeks ago even, how a good manager m- makes the team perform at a rate that's greater than the sum of its parts. Um, which I think was Sheffield United's greatest strength last season, um, and leads certainly are are there as well because they do have talent in the side, but it certainly isn't a side that you would say would run liverpool as close as they did or run city as close as they did or or dominate a villa team that has proven to be defensively solid in in the way that they did and i suppose that's as good a segue as any to move on and cover that game quick uh because it was the first one of the weekend but before we do i have some exciting news for you all uh it's the return of an old friend it's mr quiz he's (laughs) returned quick but it's going to be a little different this time. It's going to be before each match. I'm going to ask to see if you can name any players who have played for both teams that are Ooh. present Ooh. Uh, at the the fixture, present at the fixture that are <laughs> that have played together. Now, can Josh, I at, like
2: the starting 11s. or no? Yeah, no,
1: for sure. Um, I
2: apologize for the meat the echoing in advance i don't have a very good microphone and, uh, oh I'm but you
1: want to unmute yeah yeah respect okay, are
2: we allowed to look at their squads so yeah sure starting 11 and yeah you
1: can the
2: so they had to play for both
1: yeah yeah they had to play for both
2: can we start now guessing
1: well so do you guys want to do it let's do it like as we go through the games so like okay. Each, each fixture we talk about will have, oh, like, a little...
2: I thought that, like, there was just a significant amount in the Villa.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. That you wanted, okay. Actually, no, this is one of the harder ones, even. Um, I, I've only picked players that have played after the 2016 Euros. Um, and also, there's a couple that played before that, but they're, like, really famous names for some of these. Um, so... Yeah, they should all be people that you know, but I will say this first one is is particularly difficult. But um, I'll begin with some analysis while you're all thinking, and uh, you guys can feel free to jump in and shout a name at any point if you realize. This one is, is rather difficult, and I will say both of the players that are correct answers currently do not play for either Aston Villa or Leeds, but they are both still in the Premier League.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs>
2: Thought they were oh, wait. Lying. So this could be, like, any player that has played for Leeds for and both teams. Villa? For both okay, teams, yeah. yeah. Euros, oh, they don't have to be in the present S- squad. No. Right.
1: That's
3: what I thought was the case.
1: Yeah, no. So the first two are quite quite difficult, but um, I'll start off just quickly talking about this game. Um, Bamford Island is shaping up to be a nice vacation spot for Marcelo Vielsa. Um, the hat trick from patty b as well which you know fantastic Patrick co- too as yeah it, it really was the second one to be fair was deflected off the defender um it looked a lot better than it was i think but the third one was, was quite it almost it was yeah. dennis burkamp-esque like yeah, the way cause... he bent the ball around the defender like yeah it was top class top class
3: yeah i thought he was gonna come off uh before the second goal because he was in a lot of pain but you know, he scored that good second goal right after, so that
1: was pretty surprising. Yeah, I mean it it just keeps happening for, for Banford. He's keeping Rodrigo um well actually Rodrigo started this game as, as a sort of shadow striker, but he's been keeping Rodrigo out of the side and he, he was the big money signing for Bielsa's men. Um
0: Maybe that's what he's needed all along, just some competition within the squad.
1: Yeah, it, it can have a, a massive effect. Uh, certainly. Leeds also, by the way, playing an unorthodox back line in this game, one that they aren't used to playing. Um, Luke Ayling, traditionally the right back, started at center back, and then uh, the weirdest man in football, Ejian um, uh, started at left back, even though traditionally he plays um, left midfield, but he is a strange individual. If, <laughs> if anyone wants to look that up, there's a clip of him. Ethan, do you remember that clip? I know you know what I'm talking about, where that he's about to take a free kick and he starts like muzzling the or nuzzling the the other player next to him <laughs> it's so odd go go look it up if you guys haven't seen it it's it's so strange i might be thinking about a
3: different player but i thought when they were celebrating he tried to kiss one of his no yeah or something. that was so him too Happened. Oh, yes what would
2: you even google for that
1: alioski like, oh, kissing weird yeah <laughs> Kalyoski's strange. <laughs> I don't know. Kalyoski um, Muppet. <laughs> he is a Muppet, for sure. I think I'm right in saying he might be the only North Macedonian international to play in the Premier League as well, which that is an interesting right. one. So, yeah. yeah, they don't even have his nationality registered on the Premier League website, which <laughs> is a bit sad, really. Um, but I
3: think it is in FIFA.
1: It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm continuing to be impressed, by the way, with... um. Sorry, just had a stroke there. <laughs> with Mateusz Klick in midfield. Yeah, um, I tried to acquire him from Reese long ago in fantasy, and I was shut down swiftly, but... Um,
0: yeah, he's been having a drought for me in fantasy, but, you know, he popped up back up. He popped up back up. He popped back up this week, so, you know, it's been a good good pick for me in fantasy.
1: Yeah, so... Um, the Villa defense has finally been breached a little bit here. Emmy Martinez is not really at fault for any of the goals. Obviously, he can only do, only do so much um, as I mean, a superhuman goalkeeper.
2: Six saves and some pretty decent ones at that.: Yeah, I think I don't know. I think they finally figured out how to like break through that back line. It, it was a silly, like a, like the villa defense wasn't horrible in the game. Like, they were nowhere near where they were before, but, like, especially compared to the sights of last season, they've really improved over the, um, when, over the summer, the summer break has as It has been, I think they've improved a lot.
1: Yeah. Just a quick comment on Villa's defense. By the way, I'm very pleased, uh, that Tyrone Minks has decided to pick a real squad number. Um, he's changed what now? to five, he was, was wearing was 40 last season. <laughs> So, I'm very pleased that he's chosen to, to to pick a real number. Um I don't yeah, I don't really have too much else to say on this game. Honestly, Click and Bamford are the standout performers in this Leeds team for me, although everyone is is working extremely hard as you would expect from our Marcelo Bielsa side. Um watching Bielsa on the sideline by the way when he gets that bucket and <laughs> sits down on it is so like interesting. He's such an interesting individual.
3: That's like Little League
2: stuff. It seems like, like very, like, soccer coach. Yeah. son like, is part of the team. Like, son, like, you know, like those fields you drive by where there's just, like, the tiny, like, four-year-olds, like, running around in circles yeah. with a ball in the middle? Like, it just looks like a dad just...
1: i fear you've been grotesquely reductive to marcelo Bielsa there but um it does look it does look strange so
0: have you i don't have any names for you
1: i was yeah i was about to ask so (laughs) uh, i'll give you a hint as to the first one he is a recent champions league winner Uh, but not a regular starter anymore for Liverpool. Though he has played a few times this season. He got his start... James Milner. It is James Milner, yeah. Great shout. He got his start at Leeds and um, had a brief spell at Aston Villa.
3: You you said recent Champions League winners,
1: so I was like, Bayern? (laughs) Bayern? I was on the wrong team. Wrong year. And then the second one... um, is a man who actually recently earned himself two back-to-back premier league medals uh and was villa captain before earning his big money move and was labeled a snake uh when he took this deal sterling it's not sterling no he is now uh no longer at man city though i will say oh
2: Delph. Delph.
1: fabian Delph, yeah Oh, wow. Ethan's coming. I was
2: thinking him at the beginning, but I was
0: like, is he, he did play for Villa.
1: He did play for Villa, and he came through Leeds' Youth Academy, so he got a few appearances. That's a really obscure one. Like, I don't know why anyone would know that, but, and the Milner one was a little bit before our time, too, but.
2: Has Delph, has he been pillied for Everton this season?
1: I don't don't know. If he has, it's been very, like, irregular, and it's been substitute appearances. Let's see.
2: Ethan has one and Reese has one.
1: He's played uh, 17 17 appearances. Oh, he joined them last season. I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah, he's only appeared 17 times. Anyway.
2: I don't think any of them have been this season. Yeah, I don't think so. He he subbed on against um, Southampton this weekend for Sigurdsson. Oh. Oh, okay.
1: There you go. Uh, actually, no, dang it. I thought that was the next match. It wasn't. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, wow, what a segue, but no, alas. Uh, we will segue, however, into West Ham versus Manchester City. Um, Man City continue to struggle, really. Sergio Aguero did come back in this match, uh, for the first time this season, but he was taken off after 45 minutes. Uh, I'm not sure if that was due to fitness concerns or if he was, if it was just because he was poor. Um, or a combination of both, I suppose. They are playing uh, without a striker, or they did in the second half, played without a striker. Yet again, as they have done for most of the season, I... What do you guys think about Aguero's tenure at City right now? Like, it, it seems to be at slightly tenuous waters a little bit.
2: I think he needs... A move away. I think he's been there too long. I think he need he personally. I think he. I think he's gotten too complacent with being at Man City. Similarly to what we talked about with Pep last week, how I think they've gotten very complacent with the squad and their place in world football. I think they he could really use for a move like back to Spain or maybe like Italy and like revitalize his career. I just think between the injuries and he's just not the same. He didn't have the same like pace to him that he used to have. Like his finishing is obviously still there. Like we've seen, like during the restart last, did he play much. He didn't play that much during the restart. Mm-hmm. I remember at points last year where he would like sporadically make appearances coming back from injuries. He still has his finishing. Like his shooting is clearly still there. I think his just match fitness isn't there and i think he could really use a move to a league where he is less it's less physically demanding and he can make more just like sporadic runs into the box and get the goals that we know he can still finish
0: yeah i think also by him staying at city he is like directly hindering the development of jesus who you know has never he hasn't really been like prolific for city or anything but i don't think that's from a lack of trying. That's from a lack of chances. He just hasn't started as much as we might have thought he might. And, you know, I think most people would agree his potential is very high and he's a very good player, but he's just not getting the game time he needs. And I think, you know, at some point, it might be already happening, you know, Man City's going to have to look at it and say, you know, do we want to prioritize this? You know, he's a proven player and he still gets goals, but he is, like, getting up there with age, you know, or do we want to prioritize the development of this? I mean, he's still very young, this this young player who has a very high ceiling.
1: Yeah, it is. it does feel a bit like all or nothing, not to, like, quote the documentary, <laughs> but it does feel a bit like all or nothing for City this season on the Champions League because I think Pep pro- might go at the end of the season, probably should go at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Aguero, as we've just mentioned Winding down his time At the club, and if Aguero Were to leave, I think that would have a serious impact On the production levels of Sterling um, De Bruyne Is not a spring chicken um, As Unbelievable as he is, he's going to Want to win that Champions League before he Retires, and so If he feels he needs to go elsewhere to do that I feel he may um, With If Pep leaves, and if aguero leaves and the like because city will need a restructuring before they're ready to challenge for major titles like that again mm-hmm. and i don't know that some of the players like De Bruyne, like sterling maybe even um have time for that in their career really so it's going to be interesting to, wa- to watch the next couple of years and see how they handle this this period for them in terms of the club we haven't really talked much about the game, but it, it wasn't super exciting, to be fair. No. Antonio a, with a brilliant goal, bicycle. however. Yeah. But it was almost like a... He was like... It was a very low bicycle. Yeah. Like...
0: It's like that... It's kind of like that... Yeah, there's no jump, you just kind of fall. Yeah.
1: Like the, um, the falling with style. Yeah. To quote Toy Story for the third or fourth time tonight <laughs> since we've been on the call. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um... Still Foden but, getting on the score sheet as well. Um,
1: yeah, I thought he did really well to control the ball from where where he was. I've just opened up Minecraft on the dock. Good no.
0: <laughs>
1: um,
3: That's how boring the game was. Yeah, I'm, I'm done like talking
1: about it, boys. Um, but yeah, Foden did really well to control um, and, and find the bottom corner from where he was. So,
2: Also, I think Fabianski just had a really good game. And he had eight, six, or seven saves. He had six saves. Look. He had six, yeah. which is pretty decent, especially against Man City and knowing how deadly their finishers are. I suppose just the way Man City play a lot of their shots don't necessarily come from like force chances. A lot of them are like very calculated and like we are going to shoot when we have a very, very high chance of scoring. So like getting six saves against them is pretty decent.
1: Yeah, I think Fabianski's lo- for a long time been... A pretty underrated goalkeeper in the prem i think he's always he's always done really well he makes he's a very good shot stopper um certain aspects of of his game like his distribution and decision making quite aren't quite up to par all the time actually he's quite similar to hugo Lloris in that way i would say he's a very good shot stopper but other areas of his game are lacking
2: i think that might just be like a product of his environments especially being at swansea whenever they were not horrible but like should have gone down a couple seasons and finally did go down. He just had no one around him. So like I th- like at least I feel like a goalie's distribution doesn't get developed as much when they have to worry about like I if I just need to get it away so I can like take a breather before the next chance comes at me.
0: Yeah, it is kind of part of that, you know, like old wave because the new wave of keepers is very much, you know, a focus on distribution. I think, almost prioritized over shot stopping sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Fabianski has always been very consistent, and I think that's something that's his one of his best assets. You know, he never – I don't know in recent times when you could say, you know, that they lost a game because of Fabianski. You know, he makes mistakes here and there, but
1: – Because I he's think, been injured.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say that his consistency is his, his uh, main asset.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, he, he also didn't backstop um, the best of Arsenal sides when he was there either. It was yeah. kind of during a, a very transitional period for that Arsenal team as well. So, um, But yeah, West Ham again showing that David Moyes can coach, actually. <laughs> and he can organize a defense. Um, I've been very impressed with some of the players um, kind of in and around that the... The two Czech boys that have been playing for them, Thomas Suchek, I've uh, been yeah. really impressed with, really great box-to-box midfielder, great from-set pieces at both ends of the pitch. Um, and then Vladimir Kufal, uh, who's the new signing this season, who put in the cross actually for Antonio, I thought um, he provides a, a really nice threat up that right-hand side, which I thought they they do sometimes lack, because Fredericks is fast, but that's one of the only elements to his game. He's just a pretty direct player. And I think Kufal brings um, just an element of, of creativity that Fredericks doesn't quite have. So it's working really nicely for them, that particular combination.
0: They are um, from the... I can't remember if I said this on the last podcast. I think I texted y'all about it. It was because we we talked about it a few weeks ago now, and we brought up their long stretch of unwinnable games as we put it and we said they wouldn't get any points they have now gotten at least one point from every game in that stretch except for the arsenal one and this yeah. isn't like the boost arsenal we we totally robbed them it is a game weird game. flex actually they, they, <laughs> they should have won that game but uh in all honesty but like that just i mean it, it's crazy i don't know how that happened <laughs>
1: yeah well and i mean like say what you want about spurs being terrible that three like West Ham still had a lot to do to yeah. come back from three nil down so i they're they're showing that sort of resolute fighting spirit that we used to associate with David Moy's teams before he became a united uh, man united manager um and I suppose it's working for him now, so Reese you and I may be off the mark with our um yeah. sacking prediction unfortunately
0: i think I think we may be
1: but um unfortunately in fact because i you know i've always i always say a premier league without west ham is a better premier league uh because they're a bunch (laughs) of chumps frankly but but um no they've they've made a really good account of themselves here in the past couple of games so uh do you guys have any answers for players that have played for west ham and Man city zabaletta is the big one yeah um
0: in the, oh, he's I totally forgot he existed.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, he scored the forgotten goal in the Aguero game, as well uh, against QPR. But uh, there is one more though. He didn't play after Euro twenty twelve, but he is a a extremely famous name. Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez. Oh, yes. Very nice. Very nice. Um, controversially played for both sides of Manchester and was involved in that very strange double signing of Tevez and Mascherano at West Ham. From Pardu, brother. From Pardu as well, yeah. He's um,
2: he's a Boca now, right?
1: I, yeah, he had a spell in China briefly.
2: Where he made like 600,000... 600, he was, was like, like that first player who joined for an absurd amount. I, I think it was like yeah. 670,000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I he went from...
1: Like a, sorry, he I went from team, Juve to Boca, played a season there, then went to Shanghai... Played a season there and then came back to Boca.
2: Yeah, he was like one of the first. The second, like it was that like first wave of like three or four players. I remember it was Oscar, like him, Oscar, and no, Ramirez
3: Graziano Pelle.
1: Yeah, Graziano Pelle as well. Um, Paulinho, Paulinho went too.
2: From where is Jackson Martinez playing now? That one Japan. Chicago-
1: I think he's in Japan.
2: Wow. You know, here's a name that y'all probably haven't heard in a lot. Obafemi Martins. Yeah. He was 36 and playing in China. Is he, <laughs> he oh, he's still up, playing, is he? He popped up because it was his birthday this week in the MLS because he played all over the MLS. He just It just popped up and they were like, Happy Birthday, and Obafemi Martins. Okay, but no. They retweeted the Chinese team's post.
1: Here's... Something interesting. So, Jackson Martinez was with Gwang, uh, Guangzhou Evergrande, which is in China. He he was there for three seasons and only ever made ten appearances. Um, That's insane. Most like, recently, league
2: appearances, or appearances league,
1: appearances? Uh, league appearances. But, I mean, okay, I don't know how many additional competitions yeah. there are in they China. Have
2: the AFC, they have the AFC Champions League, which is pretty, it's pretty important to Guangzhou Evergrande. I think they've won three.
1: Uh, well, I'm sad to inform you that he only made 12 appearances in all competitions, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I bet he made a fuck-ton of money. Guys. Yeah. Who else? Well, then he them? got
1: sold to Porta in Portugal, where he played a season, and now is a free agent. So.
2: He really fell off whenever he moved, because where did he move? He went was he he was Atletico then Porto or Porto then
1: Atletico? No, so he had sixty seven goals in ninety appearances for Porto. Then he moved to Atletico, had two goals in fifteen appearances, and then moved to China and basically was never heard from again. So
0: Got the retirement fund.
1: He did get the retirement fund and a lot of it too, for three years. Um Yeah, very strange that one. Porto Menens, I didn't know that. They were all right, actually, uh, the season he was there. They were threatening the top four in Portugal. They ended up falling off towards the end of the season, but that's that is a, that's a bit of trivia for you there. Um, wow. Uh, to quote Ben Kenobi, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll move on to a name that we have heard recently, and that's the name of Crystal Palace, uh, who played Fulham and got a win, Ethan. Uh, we did. Not necessarily a convincing one. But, uh, yeah, talk us through talk us through the game here.
3: Yeah, so um, starting with the first couple minutes before the goal that we scored, Fulham kind of dominated the game. They had more of the possession and kind of just sat back like we did normally. So I was afraid that we were just going to do our usual thing and take a shit on the field. But, <laughs> no, so we got a surprising goal through... a. Uh, through re surprisingly yummy goal, goal. the it was a yummy goal. D- uh, the disguise ball from zaha yeah he's he's good like that and um yeah i had the goal spo- spoiled for me so um rest in peace oh but was I didn't it by know, me no no it was okay. by um okay my my diehard grandma fan
1: shout out gma nice shout out to i Green. was scared because i texted about i said something about a disguise ball so i was scared there for a sec no I,
3: it's hard in mouth she texted, she texted yay and i was like yay what <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean But um, no it was a good goal and I, I was happy that it was readable because I was like oh we're about to score but it was readable so I was like oh my god
1: yeah he's been great um, the hair the man with the hair
3: yeah it was funny Um, for a while he he might have like some kind of problem with his health but he he was really like like buff but not, like not strong he was just like caked up and So he always had to wear like the fan jerseys instead of player jerseys. It was pretty funny. seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's in a lot better shape there now. So it's good to see him scoring the goals. He was might be he out
2: good... injured for a while though.
3: Um, he might have had an injury, but a lot of the times Roy just didn't pick him. Oh okay. Because he was Frank Deborce signing. And he just wanted to he did have a good first season at Palace. And obviously, he's been all over the place. He's been playing center back, full uh, back.
2: Yeah. He's a decent utility player. <laughs> no, like he, he's not yeah. great in any of the positions, but he he gets the job done.
3: Yeah, and he's good about getting forward because a lot of the midfielders that we used to play, they would always um, try and get forward, but when they do, they would just pass it back. But he'll like maneuver and turn and twist and you know, make his McField. way the midfield. The midfield. Yeah. Mick, Mick Riedewald. <laughs> I'm have to integrate him
1: there well um, and he, he he can deputize at fullback as well can't yeah. he so I think he did he yeah. start as a fullback actually when he was when he uh, signed
3: I, I think so, but his first game was a center back so
1: oh fair play I, can I have some yes, recollection of him playing fullback for Ajax when they were managed by deboer, but that is mm-hmm. uh, many moons ago I'm afraid yeah yeah. Long time ago, but
3: he, I think he's definitely getting the recognition he deserves. Um, heard he might be in contention for the Netherlands squad, so that would be.
1: Yeah, great. I, I saw that.
3: So, looking forward to see him progress. And then after that, we kind of we took better care of the game. Um, did get better in terms of possession, but I think we when we did have possession, we took control of it better, made our chances a lot better. Um, weird second goal by Zaha, Zaha injuring himself. <laughs> uh, running into the post um nice actor,
0: though.
3: yeah it was it was nice Townsend to i um definitely happy with Batshuayi and Townsend how they're playing at the moment Batshuayi's had two goals in two games but they've both been offside, so that's pretty sad but
1: at least but he is contributing that. though I mean he's making a yeah. difference for sure
2: definitely Yo also forced a lot of chances didn't Areola have to he made eight saves yeah he made a decent amount of saves he is know. very decent I've like I know, we've been we've talked about it a couple times, but some of the saves he's made have been outrageous. Right, I could see this like developing into like him like not necessarily making a name for himself in the Premier League, but maybe like bouncing around as like a backup, or maybe in, like a relegation fodder team, just being like a solid goalkeeper that you know, like kind of like Tim Krul almost, where he can you can throw yeah. him in there and he's gonna like make like some key saves to maybe save your season.
3: Yeah. I will hold back. Fulham—they kind of—they have a tendency to make really good players look bad, or just because, like, you think of one, you're like, "Oh, they're crap." But I mean, some of those players—they play so well, but they just—they cannot get a result. I remember uh, Andres um before they got relegated, played for them in the Premier League, and he was decent. But like, you would just think about, like, him I think and of the him. Team. I always think of
0: that banger goal. Uh, yeah. I can't, Who is it against? Burnley.
1: It was against Burnley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, they just have a lot of good players, but, like, obviously they don't get results, so it's, like...
2: He bounced around so much. Like, he ended up playing for Spartak Moscow last season (laughs) before he retired. Sherlock? Yeah. Yeah. He retired? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's only
1: 29.
2: I think... I don't know. I think he just kind of... I think... I feel like he fizzled out, especially, like, once he resorted to going to Russia to play... Yeah, it just kind of, like, kills you. Especially, like, you can make a permanent move there, but it's very hard to make bone spells there.
1: <laughs> he scored in the 7-1 game, by the way. The 7-1 Germany against Brazil. I think he scored the 6th goal. Oh, it was a yeah. uh, bar down, actually. It
2: was, it was a nice goal. was still, like, during the prime of his career, though, when he was, like... He was at Chelsea, a very, I think. Very, yeah, like, a very decent player.
1: Yeah. It's a strange one, actually. He... It's another name that you kind of, kind of just fell off the face of the earth, really. And yeah. I think
2: that's also just the German culture. You see that a lot with, um, like, just German sports stars in general. Like, once they get to a certain point, they kind of like oh, are yeah. just like, "I'm content with my life." Like yeah. I know how bad my life can be. Like, I've seen my grandparents. Like, there's an Olympic weightlifter who whose wife died in a car accident. And he went back to the Olympics, won gold, and retired at, like, 29. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in Formula One, Michael Schumacher, like, at the height yeah. of his career, like, he retired at the height of his career with Ferrari, came back with Mercedes, and, like, introed them to their dominance now. And is he was just like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm content with my life. I'm, like, okay retiring.
3: Content with life. They're just going to die. no but um yeah so the second goal was weird i i thought zaha was gonna get taken off because he was in a lot of pain and it was funny to see petro i run up to him and just like celebrate on him while he's injured that was it was funny yeah
0: my dad was like
3: what is is he doing there and i was like he's just happy
0: (laughs) what's going on there (laughs) yeah no was there like an update is he like injured injured or is he fine no he's
3: good he it was just there's this funny because he hit his knee and then
0: obviously ran into the net so it's just yeah i knew he he finished the game out but i just didn't know if uh he had like something tested afterwards or something like that
3: no he's he's good uh according to boy but um (laughs) yeah that we finished the game good um obviously we're prone to give up the last minute banger from yeah i mean
0: nothing you can do about that Mm -hmm. yeah
3: nothing you can do about that but yeah, pretty comfortable win, and uh, hopefully we can take it forward.
1: And the red well, card for Abubakar Kamara as well. AK47. Yeah, the legend himself. After That's being so on
2: for 22
1: minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How
3: is he still a Premier League player? I
1: don't know. I don't know. Uh, my, my standing memory of him was when he took that penalty away from Mitrovic and then blasted yeah. it at about 30 <laughs> yards over the bar. Yeah. <laughs> that was That was terrible. Oh, and it was, like, in the 90th minute, too. I can't remember who it was against, but...
3: I can't remember any of his goals.
1: It was... uh, Are there any? I I think that may be why you can't remember them, because they Uh, don't exist.
3: let's Let's ask Uncle Google.
1: I know he scored in the championship, but I don't...
0: I have no clue.
3: He has 14 in total. Let's see if he... He had three Premier League goals when they were in okay. uh, Premier League eighteen nineteen season.
1: It's better he than I thought.
3: Is. So he is championship
0: level. Who do you score against?
1: Oh,
3: yeah.
0: You've, no, you've, you've put him on the spot there. Can,
1: I'm actually gonna look. Transfer as has a, w- a relatively easy way to do that. <laughs> TransferMarkt is a beautiful website, honestly. It is. It's one of my favorites. Heav- heavy recommendation for them. Uh, except it's being slow at the moment, which could easily be down <laughs> to my internet. <laughs> More than anything. Well, I'm giving up. I don't care. <laughs> um, Understandable. Uh, yeah, outstanding. Um, apologies if there is some additional background noise. There are... Cheek. Loftus-cheek. Yes, Loftus Cheek is... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs>
3: I, I was going to say that, but I thought we were waiting till the end. There is, there is oh, one no, more,
0: by the way, but whenever, I... No, we can say it whenever, Josh, you're right, but okay.
1: No, you're right. I really doubt uh, that, that either anyone will get the, the one other, uh, because it's so random. Like, Give, it, give us a hint. Uh, uh, he just played in the Champions League. Brett Hangeland. Actually, okay, yes, but yeah, Brett Hangeland, but that's way before our time. <laughs> um
2: he has like an infinite history. <laughs> yes, Is that the player you were thinking
1: of? No, not at all. Um the the one that he played in the Champions League like yesterday. Um as a stopgap central defender um for an English side and he spent a season each on loan with Fulham and Crystal Palace. And didn't do a lot for either club. Weirdly, it's so obscure. So I'll be very impressed if anyone gets this. But
0: is he old? Wait.
1: No, he's not old. I'm
0: just going.
1: No. Although, actually,
2: to look at Can you repeat that. Sorry, I may well. I may have.
1: I may have blown my load early, as they say. Um, <laughs> I I need to double check. I may have been confusing this guy with Tuansabey, actually. Uh,
3: oh, er, fosu Fossumensa.
1: It is fosu Mensa, yes. Um, and has he played? He has not I, played in the Champions League this season. Oh dear, oh dear. I was thinking I of two what M's what a today. I've had a shocker there, but it is fosu Mensa, yes. So nice. What does
0: Ethan up to now? I get a, a, four.
3: Do I get an extra point
2: for? Bray to
1: hang- yeah, I'll give you. A, yeah, Bray to Hang I'll yeah, give yeah, you yeah. Brad Hangland because that is just insanity.
2: So Ethan has Brie, three. Ethan five. has three. I have two, and Reese has one. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes, indeed. Three, two, one combo. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Yes. I don't know why I sounded so proper all of a sudden, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let's move on to Manchester United versus Chelsea. One um, matter. Yeah. Well done. Well done. There's there's a <laughs> there's a boatload for these actually, but yeah. One matter. Yeah. yeah. Lukaku. Foul cows, a great shout from you. Uh, Lukaku, yes. I've got I've got two more names on the list, but I am willing to take other suggestions that are correct, but these are the only the ones that have played after Euro twenty sixteen.
2: Matic.
1: Yes, Nomenia Matic. Uh, and the last one I will be mildly surprised if anyone gets because it's uh, very obscure. His spell with Man United was very uh, not publicized. Um, although a hint would be that Josh is quite familiar with this player.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not pro- Promis. I'm assuming he's a Leicester player. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't
3: think
2: either of those guys. Wait, no. What? Jamie have- fucking Simpson?
1: No. No. That's Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans. No.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just know he played for menu. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he did play for Man U, yeah. Danny Simpson. Oh, Danny Simpson played for Newcastle.
2: He also played for United. Did he? Yes. Shitley, but you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shitley? Is that what you just said?
2: Yes. Horribly. <laughs> Danny Drinkwater. It is Danny Drinkwater! Oh, it, oh, it is
1: Danny Drinkwater. God. He came from yeah. he came through the United Academy. That Bro, is when so was the funny.
2: last time he made a Premier League appearance? I don't know. A long time, yeah. A very long time. You know, this is the most interesting thing we're gonna talk about for this game. This game was,
1: yeah. This game can fuck right off, frankly.
2: Dead. Mendy made his debut. He was. He kept a clean sheet.
1: He was okay. Yeah. The
2: (laughs) Haya didn't allow a stupid goal.
1: No, and Mendy actually made a quality save in the ninety-third minute or so. Um, sort of diving across, getting getting both hands to the ball.
2: That is about it. The penalty
1: incident, I suppose, um, where Harry Maguire essentially RKO'd uh, Cesar Azpilicueta in the penalty box, and nothing was called, and VAR didn't look at it. Nothing was called on the pitch because the ref was obscured. His view was obstructed. Mm -hmm. Um, But VAR is wanking off, as usual.
0: I'm sure it was because of some stupid rule that didn't allow them to review it. I have
1: no idea, honestly. I really don't understand why they've not gotten involved. Um... So Chelsea should have had a penalty and rightly will feel aggrieved, but they also didn't create anything, really. <laughs> and neither did United truthfully. So, yeah, I think the less time spent on that the better, I would say. So actually, from one contentious penalty decision to another, we move on to the Liverpool Sheffield United game.
3: Brewster.
1: Brewster is the only one on the list for me as well. Um done. Yeah, well done. I don't know what the scores are at now. I kind of lost track after that United Chelsea thing.
0: Uh, it was, I got Mata,
2: Lukaku.
1: Yeah, and, and drink and, water. I think
2: it's and drink four and water. five, <laughs> four. I think it's five no, think to it's... four to four. Yeah, yeah, I think it is.
1: Okay, I believe. Um. I yeah. Okay,
3: we'll go with are that.
2: Are you writing it down?
3: No, I'm just looking at the fixtures because I forgot who I got.
0: Okay, I can you got write somebody. somebody. I know you, you got, got you got I Falcao. Forgot. Oh yeah yeah yeah.
3: Yeah, but what were the Villa players again?
1: Uh, Milner the, and Milner and Delph.
3: Yeah. I got Delph.
1: Yeah, you got Delph. So that's. You got Zabaletta. Delph, Zabaleta, Loftus Cheek, fosu Mensa, and Falcao. Uh, sorry, and Falcao. And, and Hangland. You're at six. Yeah.
2: I do not remember my... six to four to four. Yeah, yeah, six to sense.
1: four to four. Okay. Um, again, this game really not all that much to talk about. Um, contentious penalty decision as Fabinho makes a, a robust challenge on Sander Berge, um, and it is millimeters on the like it's on the last blade of grass before the white paint ends, um, and the referee did not award this a penalty, but VAR came back to check. And a judge that the foul did take place on the line, which is grounds for a penalty. Um, but was it a foul? For me, probably not. Um, you could say it was reckless, but he won the ball, and I didn't think his studs were unduly high. So for me, I think probably not a foul. But it's it's on the this edge. Is,
0: uh, I think this is one of those cases where, as much as I hate to say it, there is a little bit of a difference, you know, because a penalty is so like such a monumental part of the game. And so I think this is a case where you know it happens in at the halfway line, sure it's foul, but I don't think it's ever a penalty. You know, you, yeah, you, it's one of those weird ones where it's like it's a foul, but not if it's in the box. Well, and it's, it's
1: also one that like y- you would think if obviously VAR did step in, but you would think it's kind of one that you couldn't really argue with either way. Yeah. So I
0: don't I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if that's clear and obvious.
1: I definitely don't does that think apply it is. To I, mean, I
0: don't
1: even know. I, I think it does. I mean, they have to overturn a clear and obvious error. Yeah. So it sure as hell doesn't apply to offsides. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Now we've got that stupid software that automatically determines if they're offside or not, which is a, a joke. But, um, yeah, Sander Burge converting nicely on the penalty, but then uh, Liverpool fought back. Actually, scored three times, but Salah's lovely old effort was disallowed, unfortunately. Rightfully so, um, for offside. But, nice little chess control volley kind so of dipping effort. Is this a game that effort. Fabinho got injured in? No, that was against, uh, Mid-Yland in the Champions League.
2: Which so. they barely got the points they need. They wanted off the skin of their teeth from that game.
1: Yeah, and in, to be fair, they played a relatively scratch side, um, I
0: mean it's still like a team. I know
1: it's it's Midiland.
0: <laughs> but anyway, it is worth noting that I, I I haven't looked so I don't know how long it is for but Fabinho is now out for some Yeah, of I haven't looked either. And Fubino. so now the only, you know, they had you, you mentioned that you mentioned the young guy came on but in terms of, you know, like recognized starting 11 players. They now only have two fit center backs in Joe Gomez and Joel Matip, which yeah. could possibly turn into something a little scary. So, something to keep an eye on for sure.
1: Okay, latest is that they haven't they haven't yet established a full length for the injury, but they he has withdrawn from availability for the next two fixtures, so the the next Premier League fixture and the next Champions League fixture.
2: He he did get dropped from the Brazil squad for Allen, but. Um, He didn't tear his hamstring completely off of the bone. It's just a partial tear, so he should be okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Probably a few weeks, maybe. Uh, Maybe six weeks, five weeks, something like that. So, Yeah, but not what Liverpool will be looking for, um, especially with a defense that has not exactly been um, waterproof, shall we say.
0: They're definitely going to have to come up with some big performances if they don't want to get themselves um, I said I was gonna say in a deeper hole, you know, they're actually pretty high up in the table. They're well. second,
1: are they not? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I was a little. Uh, it like does feel mind. a bit fatalistic, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> yeah, it's like they're second, but it doesn't feel like they are. Yeah. But, um, you know. Like you know second, what I mean? Like they don't want to. Like they don't want to wanna drop
2: points now so early. Yeah, and second to them isn't you know what they. Need. Yeah, they'll be shooting for yeah, first for sure. Liverpool is like they. It's like three-peat or bust for them, I think.
0: Especially with where City are right now, this is the time that they should be looking to you know, continue to get points while Man City's dropping, because they don't want to let... They don't want to allow... And, you know, there's other teams up and around them, obviously, but City are always in the running, for sure, and they're they a dangerous threat. You don't want to give them the opportunity to catch up.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's all these teams that we have no idea about, like Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, and the like, yeah. who are you know, bound to be in and amongst things, but we just don't know how good any of them are, really. Um, And then Everton, of course, could well, you know, continue to mount a challenge, so we'll have to see. Um, Diogo Jada, as well, gets the winner with the header, and he's making a case, to be fair. Um, I think all four of the sort of front, what is now, I guess, a front four started uh, with with Jada, and then the classic three of Mane... Uh, Salah and Firmino I don't think that'll work in every game because uh, Sheffield United like to play in the wide areas as we know so they can risk kind of playing a not really a midfielder in Diogo Jada in that midfield area but I think wow. against teams that look to crowd more centrally I think they'll have to resort to um, not Diogo Jota, so someone like Henderson or Milner in that role mm-hmm. um with the absence of, of Fabinho as well. But I mean, yeah, overall, just kind of a comprehensive performance from Liverpool really, uh, didn't concede too, too many chances. Although Sheffield United did, there was one really quality chance from Ben Osborne that was saved well by Allison, but he'll feel he should have stuck in and that would have made it, um, 2-1 to the Blades. So yeah, they'll be feeling aggrieved about that particular miss for sure. But Yeah, Um, and Ethan's already got Brewster as well, who's the only answer for that portion of the quiz. Now, we'll move to the other side of Merseyside, but not really because this game was in Southampton. Uh, But Everton have lost their undefeated record. They have um, been beaten, and rather convincingly, by a Southampton side who came uh, and played really well, I thought. I thought this was... Theo Walcott, Schneiderlin, Morgan Schneiderlin, yes, indeed. Um, and there is, <laughs> w- I was gonna say it. There's one more, but it's very obscure, and I'd be extremely surprised if if anyone gets it. Um, yeah, extremely obscure. obscure. Uh, okay, so this was a Ralph Hasenhüttl display of what Hasenhüttl teams are supposed to look like, really. Yeah. Um, because they, they played really, really well controlling those channels, exercising the space in between the fullbacks and the center backs, um, which is how they got both of their goals. In fact, Ward Prowse for the first one coming in. Um, great finish. Yeah, great finish. And an assist from uh, the, the point man, Denny Ings, on this one. Um, and one as well on the Che Adams goal, which was another mm-hmm. well taken goal. Che Adams, I think. Hasenhutl's going to start seeing the the fruits of sticking with him in this system Uh, because Adams is one of those players who even though he doesn't contribute goals all the time he's such a willing runner and a willing worker and he contributes really nicely to that team and and to opening up those spaces that I was talking about Um, he draws away the center backs really well to allow those channels to open up for the likes of Ings to run into Uh, and Janepo when he plays as well is really effective in that space so yeah, I mean, I think Haasenhoedel will be very pleased um, by the way that's gone. That's another example, by the way, of, of a progressive coach utilizing a four four two effectively. Um, you kind of think of the four four two as being this classic formation, but really, um, there's a lot of tactical intrigue that that can be had um, with a four four two. Especially, uh, I know Josh is a big fan of the analyzing the striker combination and how they can uh, how they can link up together, which Ings and Adams have done. Quite well thus far, so uh, yeah.
0: I've been impressed with uh, Rameau. I know. I think we talked about him at the beginning of the season and how you know he had some pretty pretty big shoes to fill with uh, Hoyberg because he is yeah. kind of having to step into that role, which isn't you know I, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that that would that is his natural role in the team, but I, I do think he's been having a pretty significant impact on the way things are shaping up. Yeah. Well, I mean he's
1: he's just a bastard first of all <laughs> yeah. which is always a good starting characteristic to play um, in that defensive midfield role and um, they don't really play with an out and out number six like you would if you used a four4 or a four, a four four three. Why do I continually try to add <laughs> another player to that formation? <laughs> um, a four three three uh, but they do the two in midfield there is traditionally one who is more advanced which is almost always uh, James Ward-Prowse, and then um, there's one who sits back a bit more, which traditionally was Hoybjerg, but um, as Reese mentioned, Romeu has filled that in nicely. So I think it does fit him well because he's not having to be that exact number six. There is still a bit of tactical fluidity with regards to that midfield duo. Um, So, you know, it, it suits him really well in that role.
0: I think something also worth noting, because it just gives them options, but it also just, you know, it generally just strengthens them, strengthens them during the game is, uh, I think it was due to injury, but last season Ward Prowse had to deputize at fullback yeah. a few times, and so his defensive work has, has really improved because of that as well, and, you know, he's just, he's basically just become kind of that, you know, he, he is a box-to-box sort, but now... You know, he's, al- he's always had the attacking the attacking ability, but his defensive ability has increased a lot as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just adding to the reasons why I like Ralph Hasenhüttl as a coach, really. I mean, I think he, he's he's um, impress- impressioning, impressing his tactical ideas on the players, and they're taking to it really well. Um, and, and Ward Prowse is someone that you really wouldn't, a few years ago, have said could have deputized well at right back like he did. Um, and he wasn't great but he was serviceable. And I think, like Reese says, that coaching and that conversion of position can add so much to your defensive game, like we've seen actually at Arsenal um, with the likes of Maitland-Niles and Saka, among others. So, yeah, I mean, really, really good stuff for Haasenhudel. And Southampton, after what was, it's fair to say, a dismal start to the season, um, have started to, to make a decent amount of progress. So... Yeah, good for them. And the Dinya red card. Did you all see this? This was another contentious um, decision.
2: I think
0: it was I a didn't red. see the challenge. I know the, the ban got, um, what's the term? They appealed Apparel. it, and his
2: sentence got uh, diminished, abuse, I think. Yeah. I think it was a red. I think it was, he didn't attempt to play the ball at all.
1: No, and the pundits, Robbie Musto, Robbie Musto, (laughs) Robbie (laughs) Musto at halftime was, or at at full time was saying that, well, he's just running, and, um, oh, I forgot who the challenge was. Was it on Ward Prowse, actually? Um, Ward Prowse has just, has slowed up and, and caused Dinia to step on him, but I think the fact that Dinia takes a nibble at him first, like, makes an attempt to challenge him once, and then sort of runs up behind him, and, in, I mean, it's hard to say whether or not it was exactly intentional, but you could definitely see there's some motive there to stand on his heel. Yeah, um, like, he,
2: you could tell he was at least mildly frustrated after the, um, uh, after missing the challenge and getting, like, spinned by Prouse, and it just was, like, bent up frustration that was very Schneiderlin-like in his... <laughs>
1: In his Definitely. day at Everton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, for me it was a red, though it is borderline because it's difficult to gauge the intent of the player in this particular one. I think with regards to the safety of the opponent, I think it's probably a red. So, yeah, just an interesting note there. Um, I'm guessing none of you have a name for me because honestly I'd be absolutely stunned if you were... Mean. Um can you give hints? Please? Yeah, so he played against the United States in the Gold Cup recently. Um for what would be considered a lesser nation, I suppose. Though they did give the US quite a game in the Gold Cup. Um we actually all were together at Reese's house watching this game. Uh He I, now the next hint I'm going to give you probably will um give it away. He's most famous for scoring an absolute belter against Arsenal.
0: Oh, 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 Cucco
1: Cu, uh, oh, Martina. Cucco Martina. Oh, lo, lo. I'm, I, said,
0: I said Martinez.
1: I'm going to go. Oh, he said Martinez. Have I you? said
0: Cucco Martinez?
1: All right. There. We've got to give it to Ethan then because he's got Martina. I was going to give it to you because you said Cucco, um, but if you said Martinez... <laughs> You've had a shocker, I'm afraid, um, to quote the great Stevie Nickel. So, <laughs> do you guys like Steve Nickel, actually? I know Josh, I think Josh is uh, the only one who watches anything of ESPN's content, but...
2: Stevie he's like, he's old, very, he's like the old typical Scottish man. With
1: a very bird-shaped head.
2: Wait, is he the one with the, um... No, I'm th- yeah. I, I, he has I, the glasses. Yeah, I think yeah. he's super. I, I think he's just like a class act. Craig Burley, I love, but sometimes I love the whole like old, like old school, like 2015 ESPN FC team, like with Shaka Hislop. I and love
1: Shaka. I'm so sad he's gone.
2: He's I love him. Where is he now? I don't know. I, I think. He was still with him. Oh, is he?
1: I thought he moved to think... uh, Bleacher Report. Oh, oh, but... maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I don't like all the Americans that are on ESPNFC are negative. Um, but yeah, Shaka, I like Shaka a lot, and um, Stevie Nichols hilarious. So he's very much like a proper man, like play the game the proper way type man. You know?
2: Oh, pff, I don't know about that. He he was a pr- okay. In his time, he played it the proper way. If he played today he'd be a dirty player
1: that's what I mean though like he, he he's okay. like yeah, yeah. like he, he's like get stuck in type of type of individual you know
2: also um, Shaka Hislop is has the highest civilian award that a Trinidadian citizen can be awarded fascinating
1: yeah. very fascinating he had a, a, a decent stint in the Premier League with Reading. Um, Newcastle and West Ham, and also later Portsmouth, by the way. So, yeah, the Trinidad International. He uh,
2: works for FC.
1: Okay, cool, yeah. Um, the first image of him on, on Google Images is him wearing an absolutely gorgeous Newcastle goalkeeper kit. I'm going to send it in the podcast Discord now um, because that is a piece of work, if ever I've seen it. I I would encourage anyone to just google sure. Shaka Hislop and, and check out that uh goalkeeper kit. Holy
2: cow. Those like 90s early 2000s um goalkeeper kits were either like amazing or god awful at the time, but like amazing now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I really like the Adidas the long sleeve Adidas kits with the with the stripes all the way down like that. Yeah. And um also, I'm a big fan of the classic Newcastle sponsor with the star, the Newcastle Brown yes. Ale. I really like yeah, those kids. Also those a little kids. bit of a turtleneck. <laughs> it is kind of a turtleneck, which is interesting. Uh, the the uh, Mikel Arteta of neck. his day.
2: Yeah. He single-handedly, like, carried that Trinidad team to the World Cup and at the time set the record for the – Least populous nation to ever miss make a World Cup until Iceland broke it in 2016.
1: Wow, very very interesting. Some Zach of these other, Josh. yeah, <laughs> some of these other Newcastle they, goalkeeper kits are a disaster, um, <laughs> but that particular one is good. Uh, so I
2: think they're the last Caribbean team to make the World Cup
1: off the top of my head i can't i was gonna say panama but that's decidedly not in the caribbean so yeah fair play um by the way uh cuco martina curacao that's the nation he plays for um in the caribbean
2: We're sure it's not Martinez
1: i'm absolutely sure
2: <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> i knew the nation but i couldn't like it just couldn't come into my head the name yeah
1: yeah yeah, Cuco Martina. Actually, I'm gonna look up now. This is like nostalgia pod, but I'm gonna look up and see like where is he currently? Um Wow, his full name is interesting. Ruentley Aurelio Giancarlo Martina. And he goes by Cucko. That's kind of awesome, I have to say. He's retired. Yeah, Very he's sad. Old.
2: Is he Spanish? But he's only thirty one. Is he like of Spanish is his like Spanish descent or is he like <laughs> Dutch. Dutch descent? yeah dutch i was gonna say there's this one girl who i'm a it is off topic but i'm a math tutor and there's this one girl who comes in she was born in Colombia, but her parents are like spanish spanish Mm -hmm. she has like eight last names yeah because like in spain they can just combine the names but like she listed it off one day she was like i don't even know the rest of them
1: (laughs) yeah i have i actually know someone at baylor like that too Um, but yeah, well, okay. He's retired at club level, but he still represents Curacao. So there you go. Very interesting. I suppose, I mean, I don't know that Curacao exactly lays claim to many other, um, former Premier League players. So I'm sure they are, uh, more than happy to have, to have him there. Uh, well, let's move on, shall we? uh wolves versus newcastle uh not the greatest game of all time i have to say and i'm gonna go ahead and kind of s- dead, yeah of dead. i'm gonna go ahead and stop you on the quiz because there are no correct yeah. answers <laughs> <I couldn't think laughs> um yeah at least not since the early 2000s which i don't think any of us would uh, remotely have known so you
3: know who
1: it is oh. i don't actually i i looked but they were all names that i didn't recognize so i just skipped on by
3: you don't
1: know none of us are going to come. Yeah. Um,
2: just gonna make it. Yeah. I'm just going to make up a name. Don Brown.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs>
0: the game was dead, but both goals were bangers.
1: They were, although I will say Rui Patricio's got to be disappointed with the wall. I think his wall organization <laughs> was poor. There'd be a lot yeah. of people disappointed with
3: the wall
2: these he days. hasn't yeah. been near the player he was... Like I'm not saying he's horrible, but he hasn't been nearly as good as he has been in the past as for wolves.
0: Okay, but isn't he like 37? I mean, he's a goalie. Still, that's pretty old.
1: He's 32. 32. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna just that's leave. <laughs> I got
1: Exit the call, sir. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah. He's like like prime not prime but like end of the prime for goalie
1: yeah uh Gigi buffon would like a word sir <laughs> but um i okay so i i'm always like on on the tip of my tongue i'm about to criticize him for wearing number 11 but the reason he wears it is class um so i'll you know I'll i'll let it slide Um, If you're not familiar, Wolves' old number one goalkeeper, Carla Kame, uh, who's currently still in a battle with um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe, um, was forced to retire due to his battle with that disease, and um, Rui Patricio wears number 11 because it's two ones to show that he's standing alongside him in the battle, so that is class uh, from Patricio
3: he got diagnosed with that because i remember that happening but it feels like a long time
1: ago let's see when he retired because i reckon that would have been around the same time uh it was when they were still in the championship i know that um a long time ago. he officially retired in 2018 which was their last season in the championship so yeah not too long
3: ago but 2018.
1: Ago. 191 appearances uh also was captain of wolves for a time so yeah club legend for sure i think there's talk of him getting a statue, actually, um, at Molyneux, which would be lovely to see. I mean, so
3: need more statues at grounds these days. Yeah, we do.
1: We do, for sure. And Carla Kame is one that uh, we would love to see. So, yeah, and then uh, as Reese mentioned as well, Jimenez opened the scoring with a, a wonder strike, honestly. Um, good yeah. finish into the top it's corner like half from
0: him. It's volley outside of the boot, Yeah, I think it was
1: lovely technique on the strike so um yeah well moving on to another game truthfully that's um pretty dead It um now this one surprised me actually but there's not any arsenal and leicester players
0: okay, since think euro 2016 i am having a stroke the, the only, only
2: remote either. connection is kolo Torre is an assistant manager yeah yeah that's like and so, I mean, it doesn't count, but it's, no, like, no, the only remote, remote. <laughs> connection I could, uh, could
3: think of. <laughs> no, I could, yeah, I could think yeah, of. Yeah, no, you.
1: It, Good on you. it was surprising of me, actually. I, I figured there would be, but... I thought there was at least one. Yeah. I thought
0: there would be one I was forgetting, but... I, I, the I thought there would be, be
1: but... a dodgy loan spell, like, from when Lester yeah, were in the championship too. or something, and, like... Yeah. But, nope.
2: Y'all remember back, like in like sixteen, seventeen, and seventeen, eighteen, when like every window Arsenal were li- linked to Vardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was so frustrating and so sad.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean credit to him.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean he's still trucking away, still scoring goals. Uh, his record against Arsenal, by the way, is just insane. I think it's like twelve and thirteen or something like that. Um, yeah, and that this is
2: first, this is our first win at arsenal since in like 43 70, years blimey so, yeah, it, was like it was 40 something. something
1: yeah because y'all did the double on them in the title season didn't you yes.
2: yeah yeah we did yeah yeah because yeah that was a that was kind of a that was a scary one because we were starting to drop points a little bit because we were starting to like pick up a couple of injuries that was that when was spurs came, came within arsenal... like two
1: points of you i think
2: yeah, and yeah, then that, you know, that game
0: Arsenal fans thought we had a chance of winning as well because yeah. we got pretty close. And then uh Giroud didn't
2: score for the rest of the season or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we started to pull away because we got in our like easy stretch of games and then Tottenham just shit the bed.
1: We did shit the bed, yes. Um <laughs> it did happen, yeah. Unfortunately, as it often does. Uh but. but um <laughs> Brother. Uh, Reese, I know you were you were pretty frustrated at the end of this game just because of the sheer like uh, I don't even know what to what to say about it really, like
0: yeah I mean I'll just say how it is we dominated the game yeah until probably the last twenty minutes practically and I have, I'm frustrated is the perfect word because you know it's all our own doing we I can't we can't blame anybody except ourselves it was just so frustrating you know yeah. Because we had we dominated the game, we had a ton of chances, but either we just couldn't finish for some reason. It was a mix of that and also a mix of, you know, a lot of times players just wouldn't shoot and they they go for the extra pass. I think we're making it a little too complicated sometimes, which is a little annoying to see, especially because, you know, in the past few seasons, uh, you know, Obamiang's been firing away. I don't I think he has won this season. And it was then. the first game, yeah. And uh, you know, I think it will come with time, but it's it's just upsetting. And you know, I was I was watching this game with my dad, and I told him, you know, we got to score because everyone knows Vardy's coming on at some point, mm-hmm. and as soon as he comes on, he's going to score. And then that's exactly what happened. And then credit to Leicester is a great goal. Uh, pass from Tielemans was crazy, and then you know the pass from Under as well. It's not easy because he caught it on like the half volley. Yeah, with and, the instep uh, as well. Yeah, difficult so, to control. I, I knew Lester was gonna score, and so I was just I was telling my dad, you know we gotta we gotta at least put one away and I honestly think if we had scored in the first half, I think we would have run away with the game yeah, we were so dominant and we had so many chances that that extra boost of confidence would have just killed the game, but we just couldn't put it away
1: it's it's one of those that it's like the longer it's nil nil, you know it's favoring Lester like yeah for sure. the Lester will be licking their chops the longer it goes. Nil nil, you
0: know. Too, I think that was the game plan because y'all almost looked like y'all were pl- playing for a nil nil draw. But then, you know, you started to realize that y'all y'all kinda were playing for
2: a nil-nil, but I only mean, up
0: until you could bring Vardy on. Because
2: the plan was to bring Vardy on. Eventually. We're missing so much of our team. We're missing yeah, yeah. one of the best mid defensive midfielders in the Premier League and in M D D. Which I am not ashamed to say that anymore. No, he a, no, no you're right. Um this is also a team with Harvey Barnes at striker. Yeah. Like the fact yeah. that y'all didn't win and Harvey Barnes is at striker and Den- and Pratt is basically playing on the wing. The fact that y'all didn't get a win from this is kinda sad. Uh, another sad stat for you.
0: <laughs> uh, or not for you, for me. Misery yeah, compiler. Vardy's, I'm pretty sure Vardy's goal was the first shot on target.
1: I would not be y'all surprised by that, their... actually.
2: No, we could And I think y'all had two shots on target the entire game. And they all came the in, other like one the in the last minutes. minutes. Yeah, we had, like, yeah. exactly half of y'all's Yeah, y'all had two two shots on target. I,
1: actually, I looked at the, the the shot map for Lester in this game, and it's, like, there's the goal, and there's that one that Josh is talking about, and then there's one from behind the halfway line, and okay, one yeah. from, like, next to the corner flag, and those yeah, are, like, all the started. shots.
2: The one was because Leno had someone had a disastrous clearance. And first, the first time he tried to go
0: for it, I was like, "Okay, respectable." The second time he tried, though, come on, <laughs> give Leno some credit. He's not that far out. Yeah,
2: but like we had the exact same XG from like nowhere near the amount of chances. But like the goal yeah. was like point four, and the uh, and the great save by Leno in, X, in added time was like .3 and then like mm-hmm. .2, .2 and like we both had like .74 for the entire game. Yeah. yeah. So Michael
0: also coming with a great It was kind of right at him, but Bellerin had that uh, that
2: volley that yeah. I thought for sure was going in. He had that to was, make... It was, he, the way he had to move his hand to make that save was very impressive.
0: Yeah. I so thought it moved. was going
2: in for I did sure. too.
1: It was a really oh. good incisive run from Bellerin.
2: Yeah, but I think this was a huge win for us, especially right now, because Arsenal aren't—they're a a formidable opponent, especially right now. But the way the Premier League is very confusing and the way it's stacking up, and just I've, especially when we play three at the back with Fuchs, I get very nervous. And the fact that we got points from this, I don't know if it says more about like us grinding out. I'm sorry, grinding out a win. Or I don't know if y'all heard the douchebag in the street. I <laughs> <outside>. did not. <laughs> oh, well, it was a huge giant muffler. It's wonderful. We, we um, get them all the
1: time. I don't know why. The street next to my apartment complex is like loud engineville. <laughs> like
2: But I don't know if this – I think this speaks on our tenacity to win games that we've been missing in seasons prior to Brendan Rodgers. But it also speaks on, like, Arsenal just missing it in the final third this season. Yeah, with probably. Aubameyang's not scoring since the second or first week.
0: I think I the only thing we have left to try, because honestly, I was happy with the formation in this game, I will say. But the only thing that we haven't tried yet is, is playing Aubameyang at his natural position. And unfortunately, we'd have to drop Lacazette for this, but, you know... We should just try it at least once. <laughs> play Aubameyang at striker and play two wingers alongside him. Yeah, because that's the only thing left we haven't tried, and we're just not scoring goals right now. It's just not working. Yeah,
1: I don't really understand the insistence on Aubameyang being a winger.
0: Like, I I understand it when we play Lacazette because it works very well. However, it's there's been time. I mean, there was the game where Willian was like a false nine. Like, yeah. What the heck? Well, and
1: there's times when like you guys need a goal. Yeah. And that's that's when you put your like star striker up front, I think. Yeah, but, for
2: sure. I know Arteta really likes playing with the front three, but I, I really think y'all could use a two striker system.
0: I do too, but I also think we have good wingers, so but I don't you know how your, we
2: would accommodate. But y'all play. But y'all maybe not a, not like 4-2-2. I mean, I mean, a four two two. I mean, four four two.
1: That's definitely also. not enough players.
2: <laughs> but y'all <A> four two. <laughs> you like, will play a three at the back, so it's possible to have a two-striker system. Well, you can go a three, four, one, two. But I think you have two very high-quality strikers. They need to both be playing strikers. Yeah. We've also like, been playing four before at the back of this season so far. Yeah. In like, the, like in the league. I mean, Y'all's defensive formation is so fluid Yeah, that it doesn't really matter what what the listed formation or, like, what the General formation is just because y'all shift so much. Yeah, in it.
0: but I mean, like we've it, it, before when we were playing the like back five, the fluid back five, we still were playing with three center backs. Although Tierney was playing center back, but then the wing backs were actual wing backs, except for when Sokka was playing. But you know, he was he, he was playing as a wing back, not as a winger. But like currently, we're lining up more as a back four, and you know, the the full backs still push up, but. We aren't playing with three center backs and wing backs. We're playing with two center backs, and full backs, and it's still fluid in that way. But I think it allows for more um, more going forward for sure. And I think we're able to do that because uh, Gabriel's been very good this so far this season. I've been very impressed, and I think he's improved our defense to a, honestly to a degree that um, we can drop a little bit of the the extra defensive. Um, defensive manpower that we needed last season. But yeah, I think we've gotta try something. We've gotta we've gotta try something attacking wise, because you know we had twelve shots in this game, but only four on target. It's just and nothing we didn't score, so I wanna see fun. him
1: experiment with uh, some some type of like rigid asymmetry, I think. I-, I would like to see some some type of experimentation with that. A little bit like um, Mourinho did with the defense. Um, Mm -hmm. but do something like that in the attacking way. I don't know what exactly, but I feel like it could be a good option because I do feel like Arsenal is a little bit lopsided towards that, uh, left side. Um, so I feel like you could potentially take advantage of that with a strange shape. Um, but again, that's always kind of an ephemeral solution and you'll be looking for a more long-term sort of idea but
0: i think something we could look into doing is uh four at the back and then we have um the midfield three like we've been doing and you have the two strikers up top but what we do is because we don't really have a cam at the club right now but i've been very impressed with Sokka when he's played in the midfield and i think he could possibly play at a kind of like that like free roam cam yeah just kinda, it's kind yeah. of like the the eden hazard position yeah uh, or the mesodosal position even back yeah. in the day yeah yeah because he did uh, kind of switch between basically just go wherever he needed to go yeah i think pepe i don't think he's ready for it right now but i think he has the skill set to possibly transition into a position similar to that and uh, willian also can play wing and cam so i think he'd be the perfect player to like kind of stick in that that Mesut position so I think we could try something like that and uh I think it could work well but also it'd be risky
1: I think I might disagree with you on Pepe I think he just lacks a bit of the creative passing and the vision that would be required to play a position like that I think Sokka absolutely can get there
0: um I would have agreed with you in the past but I think we've I've seen it a little more this season. He didn't really do this at all last season. It was, his job was basically to just dribble. But, um, and you know, I, it, it happened in this Europa League game today, which, um, you know, it's against a crappy team. But uh, he has started to look for more defense splitting passes. He definitely did today at least, where he kind of looks for those in-swingers from his left foot that just takes all the defenders out of... Uh, out of play basically Uh, the perfect play to like demonstrate this was the goal against man city in the fa cup last year yeah where pepe's cross it was it was an in swinger basically and it it took all of the defensive players out of man city and abominating basically had a free shot Yeah, yeah so that's something that i think could be could be a possibility
1: that is a very interesting concept actually that that sort of free roaming player in the mid because the almost like a a, a treacherista type like you don't see that you don't see that too much anymore it's kind of a dying art but I think in certain instances like this where you have the players that would be able to fit into that system it could be an interesting um, type and I I am not surprised at all to hear you have an unorthodox answer for that (laughs) the master of shapes back at it once again um, but yeah, um,
0: that's pretty much all I got on
1: this game though. Oh, uh, it's, it's not actually, what did you make of Thomas party's debut?
0: Oh, yeah, you're
1: right. Or primarily debut.
0: Yeah. No. I thought he looked great. Uh, I think he looks very comfortable in the ball. He switches play, uh, pretty easily. I, I it's hard to describe, but the best way I can describe it is, it's not like he's like really fast because he's he's a big guy, you know. He's like strong and tall, but he's like his. It's not with drib, It's not with running, but it's with like changing direction. He's really yeah, quick.
1: he just glides. Yeah, it's it's exactly what Musa Dembele used to do, like almost exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty impressed with him in this game against Leicester. I have to say. Um,
0: yeah, I'm very excited yeah. to see more of him. I thought he looked good.
1: Yeah, brilliant, uh, Josh. Do you have anything more for us? He's shaking his head. <laughs> he looks like Beaker the Muppet. Um... <laughs> no, <laughs> he totally I'm does, not. right? <laughs>
4: no, I don't. You I... <laughs> him my man over there. He's just
2: vibing. A no. <laughs> I'm hopeful that Under will start on Monday against Leeds.
1: Yeah, change the subject.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um I was impressed with him. He looked really he looked really good and he continues to look good and he looks good in the Europa League highlights from today as well.
1: Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh we'll move on to another dead pan fixture which we had so many of um yeah. this week. It's Brighton against West Brom. It's one one. It's a comical own goal. Yeah,
0: that
1: goal was so it's a shocking own goal um, uh, ivanovic attempts to clear the ball livermore is standing literally 2 feet from him it goes off livermore and into the net um, and it's a disaster and honestly west brom looked down and out after the first half but then they came back into it carlin grant with his first premier league goal decent finish yeah. um that's about it
3: for for this season or in general
1: Uh, for his, for West Brom. Okay. Yeah, I I know he scored for Huddersfield. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I meant, uh, first goal for West Brom. Um, right. Uh, oh, there, okay. (laughs) There is one player that's played for both Brighton and West Brom, but there is literally no chance that anyone is getting this. Um, so I'm 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 just going to give it to you. Um, it's Sebastian Pacignoli. I don't even know
0: who that is. Don't even
1: remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he played for West Brom the season before they went down the first, like originally. Um, and then he had a loan spell at Brighton after that. So, uh, he's a Belgian center back, Pacagnoli. Yeah. I didn't really remember him either until the only reason I know of him is because of a docs career mode back in the day when he played, when he did a West Brom career. Um, I know the name Pacagnoli, but yeah, anyway. I figured I—I I, there were not enough hints in the world that I could have come up with that would wow. lead you all to get no. that. So, you would have um, had
0: to spell his entire name out, except for one letter. Yeah, that he might have gotten it.
1: Um, well, luckily for for you guys, this final fixture, Spurs versus Burnley, there is an absolute load. Crouch.
0: Crouch. Trippier. Trippier, yes. Aaron Lennon.
2: Aaron Lennon, Stop yes. It. Stop it! Did you write these down? What are you looking at?
1: I made a list. <laughs> he's got he's, he's got the notepad. Um, Yeah, apparently so this I is figured, a well-traveled... Like... You actually got them in the order that I wrote them down as well, which is impressive. Um, is there any more? There are two more, yeah.
0: Well, it's impossible for anyone else to have win. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, finger yeah,
1: finger yeah. Finger. yeah. There are two more. Do you, do you have any more? I can't think of any uh, <laughs> The hint I can give you, one of them is at Spurs currently. Uh... Really? <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he was played. one of the
1: Magnificent Seven that was signed this season.
0: Magnificent Seven.
1: Yeah, that's what Spurs right has dubbed them. It is Joe Hart. <laughs> Ethan's oh, back bro. at it again with a. They
2: even talked about Joe Hart during the game. Yeah, because he was
1: talking to the Burnley back of keeper like. Dude. Yeah. I the, yeah, I forgot. And then now this last one, I think I did not I didn't even remember that this player had a loan spell at Burnley and he played for my club like recently. Um
2: <gasps> Walker Peters?
1: No. Fuck. Um he was one of those random French wingers that we signed. Um his his only contribution at Spurs ever. Was a game two seasons ago against Fulham where he put in a cross for Harry Winks.
0: I know, I know who it is. To head home a last name. minute winner. <laughs> oh, and you were sad about him leaving.
1: Yeah. I, I rated him way higher than everyone else in the Spurs fan community.
0: Start with an N? Yes. That everyone
2: shit on him. Yes.
1: I did. He has three names. He's a three name man. Um, <laughs> and cuckoo no, uh, no. Kevin and kudu. george kevin and kudu, ah! and, kudu. <laughs> and kunku played for or uh, place for leipzig now yeah, um I, yeah george kevin and kudu use. i rated him actually ah. i thought he was fine every time he played i was like mildly impressed with him but uh, the spurs fandom like shat on him constantly and pochettino apparently didn't like him very much either because he was loaned out like a billion times and one of them was Davis. to burnley
0: they know something you don't apparently.
1: Well, I'm not a professional manager, so I think I'll trust their opinion on that one perhaps. Um Yeah, so we signed him from Marseille. He made eleven Premier League appearances, no goals, one assist. Um was loaned to Burnley for half a season, I that made happening. <laughs> made eight appearances, no goals, no assists. All of them were from the bench. Um and then he was loaned to Monaco the season after, uh, where he made three appearances and all of them were from the bench no goals no assists he's now at besiktas where he's actually doing quite well come to um, besiktas
2: yeah Beşiktaş come Beşiktaş. to besiktas like 11th in the turkish league right now
1: so uh yeah oh they're having man. a poor season so
2: our center batch and galatasaray are on the come up again and they are sitting in second and third at the moment
1: forgot about them. yeah our uh, our our friend of the show daniel tucker uh, when he lived in turkey was a Besiktas fan so yeah i mean he still is but you can't really watch turkish super league here so you know um
2: you can watch it on bn sports which is the most useless piece of ass
1: it, it is the most I've useless piece of ass and we also don't have it in our cable package so
3: i tried using it and it just didn't work
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i remember when we both tried to use it for like the african the, the cup com, yeah. a couple years ago, and it just yeah.
1: was horrible yeah i remember I, I i've only ever watched one match on it and it was sassuolo versus juventus <laughs> about two seasons ago uh it ended nil nil so it was the uh, uh, absolute <laughs> waste of my life i would have just
3: permanently slept
1: yeah i i wanted to definitely um but anyway, notes about the actual game and not about our favorite French winger. Um, Not Burnley a lot. Are boring. Really, yeah, Burnley are boring. It was Boring Burnley again. Um, but they
2: look like, a couple games, they don't look like they're going to park the bus the whole season, and then they play a team like y'all, and just are like, yep, yeah, we're just going to put... Well, but listen, the scared. thing is, is
1: usually it actually works against us, though. Like, Burnley they, has been a problem team for Spurs. Did.
2: It 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 almost almost did. did. I didn't even get to either go to work before Sun scored the goal. I was like, well, this is probably going to be a nil-nil draw. And then Uh, I got off of work and was like, oh, wow, they pulled through.
1: It was a cheeky flick on uh, from De Bruyne um, from Harry Kane um, (laughs) uh, for Sun to head in. Actually, a really good header. Like, it was one of those where there were so many defenders around. Like, he hit the one part of the goal that would have resulted in a goal and he did it. So like, you know, class, class diving header. Um, and then Kane, um, sorry, Harry <laughs> Van Dyke Kane, um, just minutes before with a header off the line, um, from Burnley's Burnley's own corner actually. Um, so he he's, he's keeping him out at one end and he's setting him up at the other. The man, honestly, there's not a lot he can't do. There is a fire truck. Absolutely <laughs> blasting its way down the street at the moment. Um, a fan. Yeah, yeah, I must be. Um, it's the alarm bells going off after our one-nil loss to Royal Antwerp today.
2: <laughs> that segue through the fire truck was very nice. I'm very impressed with that. I, I think on
1: my feet. What can I say? Um, you just
2: saw the look of fear in your eyes, and then just the <laughs> <laughs> <fine>.
1: just. <laughs> I mean,
2: literally, <laughs> like
1: out my window. Like, right there is the fire station. So, yeah, we get lots of lovely sounds uh, from all sorts around around here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, a pretty boring fixture, really. It, not a lot tactically to talk about. I thought Mourinho's substitutions, actually, I often criticize him for them, but in this game, I thought they were um, excellent because... Uh, In the 57th minute he's bringing off lucas mora and i thought he was going to bring on gareth bale which i actually did not agree with um because i think this is the type of game that bale would not thrive in um because burnley do so well to just control where we play um they do that that thing where they sent they leave space between their center backs so that they can funnel attacking play into the middle and and make shots easier to save for nick pope um or if you're playing against Spurs... Well, yeah, actually, I was going to say without a creative midfielder on the pitch, but Ndombele did pretty well in this game before he came off, and uh, Hojbjerg has randomly a uh, creative side to him for no reason. Um, so was
0: kind of the trick man. Yeah, he there was, was one, the trick man. There was one play, it didn't end up coming off, but he tried some absurd skill. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was a little ridiculous. I was like, hello? Hello? Like,
1: you. Yeah um and dombley always the trick man oh it was uh there was one where he was in the corner and he like flicked it over the defender's head and then caught it on top of his foot and brought it down i was like okay sir um he's so good in tight spaces like he he his like close control dribbling where he takes a bunch of touches in succession it's like it's so top class really um, there's a really great video of him that came out after the, the win and he looks so happy and he, like his French accent, great results. it's like, I, I love you. I love you, Tanguy. Um, he's found his feet at Spurs finally, and it's paying dividends, um, because he has been quite good. Uh, to finish my point, sorry about Lucas Moura, actually Lamella came onto the pitch, which I thought was a great substitution. Um, Spurs this season I find have been the best when Eric Lamella has been on the pitch. Which is not something I would have um, suggested to you before the season began. He is actually one that I would have...
0: There was moments last season that I would have said that
2: I I would have said the same thing.
1: True, yeah. Yeah, he is a very Mourinho player. He is someone who will buy into that system so much.
2: I think last year those moments also got, like, balanced out with some pretty shit performances after the restart.
1: Yeah, unfortunately so
2: the manchester united game for example
1: yeah he was very poor um replaced by jeds a lesser spotted jensen fernandez which should tell you everything you need to know really there's talk that we're going to terminate his loan in january um which wouldn't surprise me because he is useless i'm afraid Uh, (laughs) um very strange signing uh joe roden also made his debut in this game which was good to see, actually. I am Joe
2: Rogan at first. I was like, what Joe Rogan. <laughs> he did sign for Spurs.
1: Did you miss it? Um, no, Joe Roden. Uh, I have a hankering that he might start against Brighton. Uh, really? Because we... Tonight, Sanchez has been quite poor this season. Um, Alderweireld can't really play in games where opposition strikers have pace. Uh, because he just gets done for it He he worked well against Burnley because um, They don't really have blistering pace And Alderweireld is quite a physical defender So it, it worked fine But um, And then so I reckon it might be Roden and Dyer to start against Brighton on the weekend um, And Ben Davis actually Played at left-sided center back today in Antwerp And he uh, made the mistake For the goal So not great to see He was really good against Lask in the first Europa League game When he played there but today not so great Although, no one was very good today, I will say. But, besides the point, um, that's kind of all I have to talk about, really. Burnley away, interestingly, is kind of a formative fixture for Spurs over the years. Uh, a couple seasons ago, it was, it was like the beginning of the end of the Pochettino era, because it was that game where he got into the fight with Mike Dean, and then got suspended, um, for three, or, uh, like he was forced to watch from the stands for three games. Um... One of which was against Liverpool, where we got smashed.
0: I think Burnley are kind of the new Stoke.
1: They absolutely are, yeah. A Monday night in Burnley is now yeah. the new Tuesday night in Stoke. Although, we have a Tuesday night in Stoke uh, in the quarterfinal of the the Carabao <laughs> Cup. So, it'll be interesting to see if our players can do it in the Tuesday night uh, in Stoke yeah. on Trent. So... Uh, yeah, and then last season it was our last game before the lockdown. And we were shite. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, that was when like six out of our starting 11 were injured, and Deli Alley was playing striker. Uh-huh. Um, Deli Alley, by the way, who I think his time at Spurs may be done.
2: Reese, why do you sound so happy? Like I know why you sound so happy by Spurs being absolute. Holy I didn't mean boy. to sound. Happy. Well,
1: we were. I mean, if I were an opposition fan, I would. Uh, we were like, just bags of dick. Awful. Like <laughs> it was. It was terrible. Um,
0: it's my only solace when we lose. Okay, just looking <laughs> back at at the past when Spurs may have had a bad performance.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, there's plenty of them out there, so you you know you don't have to look too far. I'm afraid. Um, in fact, you can only look to about six hours ago, to find <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> the fun- but- I-, I wasn't even—you know—losses like that happen. The funniest thing is Mourinho, Mourinho on Instagram. <laughs> 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 Someone had to take so his sorry. picture. He had to have left the game after they just lost against them, and said, "Hey, take my picture of me looking sad."
1: On the bus and then i'm gonna caption it bad with i hope everyone is unhappy training at 11 (laughs) a.m it's like dude (laughs) like oh his instagram is just an absolute gem like gold mine it is a gold mine literally there's so many instances like that like
0: (laughs) there's one there's a hand game
1: oh with the three balls He's like, I've got three balls, one for each goal we've conceded. It's like, thanks, Jose. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Or the one, there's a video of him walking down the street with his friend, and you can see the person videoing it. Like, you can see his shadow. It's like, come on, Jose. (laughs) Oh, it's just diabolical. I mean, I I can tell you one thing. He does not have a social media manager. Every single one of those posts is directly (laughs) from his own brain. I I would stake my life on that fact. Yeah, um, that can't agree.
3: he doesn't need one.
1: No. <laughs> so oh, it it just is. I mean, <laughs> I can't help but like him. Unfortunately, like I want to not like him so bad, but I, I just. Remember when you first
3: when you first joined?
1: Well, listen, I man. still don't think he's the right fit for Spurs.
2: Yeah, but I, if he... I used to like Unai Emery. So yeah. <laughs>
1: Anything,
3: any
0: anything, I'm laugh anything if y'all
2: can a happen this year, and you're like, "Is hey, still not the right man?" Well,
1: okay, stylistically that he's that not. I will always maintain that, but I'm willing to can't sacrifice that.
2: 17 fucking goals I know,
1: list. I know. I like, I said, I like him. I'm happy with him thus far. I don't, I'm not in the Mourinho out club. I just think there were better appointments that would have been better served for long term, but
2: there already a Mourinho out club
1: there was from literally day one like fuck
2: me wow they
1: okay so a lot of okay uh a lot of spurs particularly the like nerd community on spurs twitter um shout out to chris yeah no not me bastard um (laughs) uh, chris miller Wendy, who was on the show actually um and his contingent of uh nathan a clark who's like tactics buddha of Spurs, um, they still, like, refuse to acknowledge good things that Mourinho does. That's, I mean, that's not true. They will acknowledge good things that he does, but they're just very quick to point out anything wrong that he does because it's Jose, but I'm kind of on the side of, like, I enjoy having him here because he's just a meme, like, (laughs) and I may have been influenced by the propaganda that was that documentary, but, um, I don't know, I can't help but just enjoy having him at the club. So, and I do think he might win us a trophy this season. So we'll see. Uh, At the risk of this episode going for six hours, which was a very delayed segue that I had planned out a while back when we were talking about that, we should draw it to a close. It's our longest episode in quite some time. We're nearing the two hour mark, in fact, but um, it has been a fun one. Gentlemen, yep. I have enjoyed um, putting our heads together, as it were.
0: Ethan, congrats on your win.
1: Yes. Was uh,
0: was again?
1: Yeah. It's Seriously. Um, Gage, congrats Curse on your you, win. you, Martina. Yeah.
0: Chris,
1: <laughs> you, uh, and Kuku. Yeah, and Kuku. And uh, Martinez. <laughs> Not a real person.
2: I bet that is a real person somewhere. Probably. But not one
1: who's significant, we shall say. Apologies if you're listening, Cuco Martinez. (laughs) Wherever you might be.
3: Frick you, brother. Um, You're significant to me.
1: You are. You're number one in our hearts. So. Well, all right. I think without any further ado, we shall uh, bring this to a close. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um. Yeah, thank you for listening up to this point. Uh, We love you all, and it's goodbye from us.